guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So for statement number five that Jesus teaches from the cross, I want to just focus on this one today. As we go over to Matthew chapter 27, you go to verse number 46. Now, keeping in mind that Jesus had been on the cross for hours and you get to verse number 46 and about the ninth hour, nine hours, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And again, this might be one of the most heart-wrenching statements in all scripture. Here is where Jesus at this moment of great alarm and great struggle and trial, he's pleading to his father, have you forsaken me as well? Now, that's a question that Jesus is asking. He's asking a question right here. We don't get an answer. There's not a next verse that just says, hey, you're going to be okay. However, there's a unique little principle right here. If you click on the word forsaken, it is going to take you over to section 121 of the Doctrine and Covenants where Joseph Smith is in Liberty Jail. And you see almost that very phrase, verse number one, O God, where art thou and where is the pavilion that covereth thy hiding place? It's interesting. That is very similar words to what are in the Psalms. And we'll talk more about that in a second right here. But Joseph goes through, and many of you are familiar with this, you know, how long shall thy hand be stayed? How long shall shall they suffer these wrongs and unlawful oppressions? This is kind of like Joseph's Calvary, where he's just like, look, where are you? And, and why have you forsaken me? Joseph does get an answer down in verses seven and eight. Can I for a moment pretend like this is God the Father speaking to Jesus Christ on the cross? You know, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You go to verses seven and eight. My son, peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thine affliction shall be but a small moment. And then if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shalt triumph over all of thy foes. I like to think that as an answer to the phrase, why hast thou forsaken me? And he's like, you're not forsaken. In fact, you are going to triumph over all of your foes. Now in section 121, you know, this answer is to Joseph's prayer. Thou shalt triumph over all of thy foes. The foes being all of the enemies and the persecutors and even the state of Missouri during that time period. But in this instance, where if you apply those to Jesus Christ, thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. He's talking about death and hell. He's talking about spiritual death. He's like, you're going to overcome all of your foes. And because you overcome these foes, everyone else is going to as well. I think that's a unique little connection here to where there appears to be no answer back in Matthew 27. If you apply that, I think it certainly applies to Jesus here. Now, also with that said, taking a little bit of a different approach with this, you go back to Matthew 27, you go to the first footnote, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That footnote A, you click on it, it takes you over to Psalm 21. Now with that in mind, I want to throw back to last year where I did a Bomb Bites episode for Psalm chapter 22 and connected these two together. And I think there's a wonderful little principle for you and I. So go ahead and watch this. This could be one of those instances where Jesus is very much quoting from the Psalms as he is on the cross. Now, I don't want to discount the suffering that he is going through. But at the same point, this is Jehovah. This is God of the Old Testament. This is the one who is going to make all things right. And at this moment, 
Yes, he is suffering, but I believe also at this point, he is referencing a psalm to his believers that are watching him there. Now, the cool thing about this psalm, you go back to the chapter heading, and it does talk about they will pierce his hands and his feet. That is mentioned here specifically as well. And then he will yet govern among all nations. Now, this is a psalm that not only shows the suffering, but it also gives hope to very, very difficult situations. You go to verse 22. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Verse 25, my praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that hear him. Now, one of the things that we do know is after Jesus Christ was crucified, he goes to the spirit world. And what does he do in the spirit world? He starts teaching large groups of individuals the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know from section 138 of the Doctrine and Covenants, that wonderful section from Joseph F. Smith. Now in 138 verse 12, it says, they were gathered together in one place an innumerable company of the spirits of the just who had been faithful in the testimony of Jesus while they lived in mortality. Verse 16, they were assembled, this congregation, awaiting the advent of the Son of God into the spirit world to declare their redemption from the bands of death. You go down to verse 18 where he is declaring liberty to the captives that had been faithful. So here he is preaching to this congregation right here. So I really do believe that as Jesus Christ is saying, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? He is teaching not only a message about suffering, but he's teaching a message about how things are going to work out. Yes, we are going to suffer in this life, but there is happy endings to the those who show faith in Jesus Christ. So I can picture Jesus on the cross sharing this particular psalm to his followers, reminding them that things are going to work out okay. That's one of the reasons why I love this psalm, and I think there's some great counsel here. And again, not to devalue the suffering of the Savior, but I do want to emphasize the importance that things are going to work out, which I believe this Psalm 22 really focuses on. Now again, not to discount the suffering of the Savior at all, but he may have very well been uttering a prayer and reading, you know, having Jesus love the Psalms, like I said, and maybe sharing this, and he only gets to verse number one, maybe before his body gets tired. But you go through that entire Psalm, there is hope and there is triumph over all of the foes, which again, I think there's a powerful lesson for you and I. If you want to be able to see that triumph, you go do the work for the dead. You repent and you change and you watch that because Jesus triumphed over all of his foes, you and I can as well. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.